This is SG Fun, a Stargate podcast. Yeah, should, should we should we should we get started with this fucking episode? Sure. <laughs> and then I can judge if this was a good idea to sit up here or not when we're done. <laughs> I'm in the womb chair, so I'm at I'm at this weird angle. Like I'm rec- I'm partially reclined. Yeah, the well the womb the womb chair is usually comfortable, right? I mean it is comfortable, but I can't like put my head back because then you can't hear me. Yeah. Right. I mean, I can. It's, but it's not optimal. No, it's not optimal. No. How far could I <laughs> bend the microphone to my? Yeah, yeah. Just, just do like an overhead thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm a little concerned that if I'm reclining, that that's not optimal voice projection. <laughs> like this. Hey, you guys. What's up? This is a chill cast. This is a chill. SG chill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's yeah. Let's get this. Let's get this show on the road. Who let's are, do it. Who are we? Who are we? Hi, my name is. Oh, hmm. Hi, welcome once again to the vertical war for the first time to the vertical watering hole, uh, otherwise known as SG Fun, a Stargate podcast. My name is Sarah. I'm like watching season nine right now, but I've come back here to watch season two, episode three, with. Tw- with my friend Tori. Yes, uh, I'm Tori, and uh, yeah, I've uh, I'm 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 not I'm not binging the show. Ne- never seen anything past this episode that we're about to talk about. Um, but we're gonna we're, but we're gonna do it. We decided to start this during the the pandemic, and we haven't stopped. That's <laughs> it's gonna be a forever thing. <laughs> I was listening to a really sad podcast about how it's 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 gonna go from pandemic to endemic which means it's a constant like the flu Mm. but like we get a maybe a weaker variation and we get a new shot every year or something still better than this yeah i think what did we get like two weeks in the spring or summer of like yay oh Well, you know, where's the flu in all this? You know, like, why why isn't the flu battling it out? Like, COVID's trespassing on its space. They should get into a battle royale, for fuck's sake, you know? Like, I think, like, now when, like, 10 people get the flu, they're like, ooh, the flu's coming back. <laughs> but I did get a flu shot, um, and I'll get a flu shot soon for this year, just in case. I mean, I'd hate to get the flu during COVID because I'd be, like, convinced I was dying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. I can't wait till I actually get sick again because it's been uh, almost two years now. <laughs> wait, wait, say that. What? You can't wait until you actually get sick again? Like, I, I haven't gotten sick since this whole thing started. Same. Really. You know what I mean? So that's. Yeah, it's been amazing. I, yeah, yeah. I just hope, you know, just hope when it happens, my body's like not slouching on the job. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm sure the first time I catch a cold, it's going to feel like the worst cold I've ever had. Yeah. And and we're all and probably also be like COVID, COVID. I know. So I think we veered into actual banter 
which is not what we do on this show. Oh, but it fuck. was re- it, uh, Hey, it was related to our intro, which was <laughs> like we were doing a comfort watch and we still are. And the only reason it feels a little bit now like we need this comfort less is because it's sunny out. Do we sound comforted? Has a a season and some change comforted us? Are we in a better place? I know. Yeah. And as I say, it's early October in Seattle and uh, well, everywhere, but we're in Seattle and it's sunny today. So it doesn't feel so bad. Yeah. Yet. No, it it was good. It was good. I have a feeling a lot of us are going to be stuck inside again. So. I'm starting to think we need to change our name to SG Bummer. <laughs> like, what are we doing? SG Bum. <laughs> it's supposed to be SG Fun. We're, we're having fun. Well, yeah, well, no, yeah. Well, you know, when I, you know, I popped down, popped on Netflix and was like, all right, season two, episode three, here we go. SG Fun title of the show is Prisoners. <laughs> Alternate title. And I thought our criminal justicism was fucked (laughs) (laughs) i had one too uh uh my alternate title uh even the vertical watering hole has seepage from time to time (laughs) seepage seepage um hashtag at least it's equitable (laughs) (laughs) uh uh directed by david worry smith written by terry curtis fox this one was a doozy well, not really, dude. It was the it was the antithesis of a doozy. It was a dozy, actually. What? Yeah. I think you're getting ahead of yourself. But I, oh yeah. I, I think you're just mad because there was a doctor in there and it wasn't Doctor Fraser. Oh, I'll talk about that. Okay. I'll talk about that definitely before. Oh, before. We, oh, you know what? You know what that means. You know what that sound means. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. Tori, you yeah. can probably barely hear me over the alarms. Yeah. And all the shaking and rumbling, but you have 24 seconds to describe this episode in in its entirety or we're all, the mountain's going to explode. This is not going to go well. Ready, go. So the gang's on a planet. They help some dude up and then they get sentenced to a prison by proxy of his guilt. Uh, It's a shitty prison. There's this old lady there and she wants to leave and she has a power source for the Stargate. So they they make a deal with her to take her and then the prison's shitty. Hammond's trying to throw down with their uh, captors. But then they eventually uh, power it up and they go back. But then the lady's like a... We all died. I was That's... really close. I was so close. Oh, whoops. It's still going off. How do I make that cancel? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. That did not hype me up. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. No podcast this week. The mountain exploded. We've been set off. We've been sent off to Hadante. I, I had a hard time doing anything other than just listing what happened. Oh, there's plenty to talk about that they had to put the obligatory, of course, um, someone's going to try to rape the lady. That um, happened. has to walk in front and look mean. That happened. He's the mean mugger, right? Yeah. So, I mean, and also Daniel was told he was weak for wearing glasses and had to take them off. That happened. O- yeah. O- O'Neal just let everybody know any chance he got that he had been to prison. 
Yeah. <laughs> and O'Neill was absolutely 100% fine with somebody getting beaten to death or beaten up. And because Sam was like, oh, what do you think is going to happen to that man? They're Not chasing. our problem. Not our problem. Don't I've been care. in prison. <laughs> I, <laughs> I've been on the inside. Carter. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. So I don't know. Is there anything left to say? No. <laughs> <laughs> or we could talk about, we can talk about how um, like prom or spring like that, I guess, or fall formal garlands are enough to power a Stargate. Yeah. Yeah. With, 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 yeah. With some, uh, just put a couple drops of uh, some uh, essential oil, n- nerf ultraviolet reactive liquid. Yeah. Well, let's get into it. Let's let's we can suss out some more stuff. I'm sure. Uh, okay. We we start off uh, the gangs on a planet, uh, and in this one, I was like, this is probably still British Columbia, but at least it's like the southwestern part. You mm, know, deep, deep thick woods. Yeah, because it's 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 almost like the northwest. You know, it's like the temperate rainforest. You know, sort of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right. So they moved. So they went. They moved a little bit. They 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 took the location elsewhere, which is nice. But they don't stay there for very long at all. No, that's true. O'Neill's not impressed. He wants to leave immediately. This is a dud planet. Yeah, he's like boring. <laughs> and and Daniel says what I'm always thinking, which is, well, we've only gone one and a half miles from the gate. <laughs> On this entire planet. Yeah. So maybe there's more. <laughs> and then um, there's no, there's no energy or tech readings. I guess they have something powerful enough to know the whole planet is lacking. So yeah, O'Neill's like, this is Podunk. Let's go. Well, he says something. O'Neill says something where he's like, we'll put the aerial fly, we'll do a flyby. Sure. And I'm like, okay, that's, that's actually. That's a way to to survey a lot of ground. Like, is that protocol? Sure. And <laughs> they should do that first, I feel yes. like. But like, <laughs> they could have, like, none of these episodes that we've watched almost would have happened if they did that. Like, what's Daniel hoping to find? Like, I know he's an archaeologist, but he doesn't know where to start looking. He doesn't know anything about this planet. He doesn't know what he's looking for. Is he going to spend like a few years on this planet with SG-1 before he's like, okay, I think I've seen what I need to see. Let's go home. Like, why is he so pesky? He would just, he would just stay anywhere. Like it, it takes O'Neill to like, you know, get his, get his nose out of the proverbial book. Yeah. Remember that time he almost made everybody fall into an ocean? Cause he was like, no, I go to look at this stuff. <laughs> the library of the ancients. Yeah. Or some shit. Well, so, the, so they're like getting ready to go, but then some dude comes stumbling out of the forest. And I guess, I guess they missed him in their sweep. Right? Well, he, he seems pretty shaken and he keeps saying something about uh, the Taldor are going to get him. Hey, real quick, this guy's a real dickhead for enlisting other people to help him. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. He's like, the Taldor, the, which ends up meaning justice, which would have been great if Daniel could have remembered that when it was helpful. Like at this moment. He's like Taldor, Taldor. Can't remember what. Oh it means. yeah, 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 yeah. And he, he's he's given a bit of time too to think about. Oh yeah, because they're like hiking and they're like carrying this guy through the woods as if he he was just running. He doesn't need like the, to be hanging <laughs> off their shoulders. They're bringing. He looks like he's their captive. 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, to Taldor's, they are kind of guilty by association. (laughs) Well, and then they're like, but the Taldor are like, not only do we accuse you of assisting a murderer, we accuse you of of like trespassing on sacred ground. Mm, Yeah. So either way, you're fucked. Well, yeah, well, yeah, they, 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 they get hit by a spotlight and then sent to like a, an empty room where they have this convo and, uh, and, and yeah, and that, and that, and that's it. And O'Neill, and O'Neill's pit, like he, he's not feeling his job today. You know what I mean? I know. He's it's not it's, dialing it in. Yeah. It's not a career right today. It's a job. And yeah. he's, he wants, he wants to, he's got a, he's got a roast in the Instapot back home sports ball is coming on like he he doesn't have time for any of this but unfortunately the Taldor uh, are technologically advanced and and props to them also for not putting their their what their version of a farmer's market is right next to the stargate that i will say that i will say also that when o'neill was like i've got my food in an instant pot which hadn't been invented yet so it's pretty high tech they laughed they laughed. They're like, you still use instant pots? We're so technologically advanced. If they had said that, he would have become interested. In- <laughs> they were like, like, does what? your instant pot have a cord on it? <laughs> <laughs> Scoffs. It doesn't come automatically with the fryer <laughs> attachment. Wow. Ne- <laughs> wow. You guys are fucking, yeah, losers. <laughs> yeah. So they're like, yeah, you're going to Hadante, the prison planet. So yeah, ju- judge, jury, executor, done. Done, done. Which it seems like a lot of the galaxy is that way. Apparently, they just don't. They're not much yeah. into trials and a jury of your peers, really. Wouldn't it be great if they went to a planet that had a good criminal justice system that we could actually learn something from instead of one where we're like, "Ooh, we're sure lucky, huh?" <laughs> and Teal's like, "I guess you guys are lucky." There's a reason I live on the on the base. <laughs> so. He's like, at least we all went to prison. So you don't actually see the Taldor. They're just, they're just voices. And so mm-hmm. then I, so then I was like thinking, oh, cool. So, all right. So someone's going to have to like take him to the gate and like do all that. But we don't get any of that. Well, what happens is the credits roll and then the credit, and then it comes back to the gate and the gang is thrown through the gate. Yeah. And I'm I like, would- how did that, Hey, I would like to see that go down. <laughs> And in hindsight, having seen the whole episode and learning that they're xenophobes who won't show themselves to lesser beings, who the hell, who the hell threw them through the gate? Yeah. Yeah. And we see subsequent people get flung into, into the gate. Yeah. Who are they? And what's happening on the other side? Is there just like a force in the room that just... Like they turn on a really strong Dyson hairdryer kind of thing. And it just like flings you through the gate. Well, their hair did look pretty good after they got thrown That's out. true. Yeah. Especially Daniel's. He had a nice like under curl. Oh yeah. Yeah. Very sleek bowl cut. Uh, well, yeah, they're, they're thrown into like a, just a strange looking underground chamber with a bunch of, bunch of people. Yeah. A bunch of, um, wretched looking people. Uh, yeah, very wretched. Yeah, they start they start whistling at him. They got Walking Dead vibes. And they're like, "What's this about?" And then they see. I love this prop. There's a pair of boots <laughs> next to the gate, stacked neatly together, with smoke streaming right out of the middle. 
nonstop, nonstop smoke coming out of these boots. Those are pretty good boots. Well, that's why someone came and got them. Some Keds or something like that or. Uh, (laughs) Fucking Timberlands. So, yeah, somebody came to steal them. But what they figured was that somebody had been uh, burned up by the gate. And, and left only his feet. I mean, it's pretty obvious that it that it wasn't a, a good a good time for whoever was in those those shoes. But yeah, yeah, the dude comes to grab him. Carter's like, "Hey, hey, we're we're just here to help." And then she immediately gets grabbed from behind by some mm-hmm. big dude. Right. And what's what's great is how she is like a captain in the military and doesn't notice that people are closing and a woman. And doesn't notice that, you know, a bunch of men are closing in on her, but that's cool. Nobody noticed, but Teal, who once again is the only motherfucker on the ball. <laughs> that happens a couple times in this episode where, 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 I mean, that's the thing. And every, almost every shot, there's always like all these dudes encroaching into mm-hmm. the, into middle frame, <laughs> like every shot. Right. And they're all extras. So they're like, whoever gets there first. <laughs> yeah. It looks dire. But then uh, this older woman comes and, and she's like, stop, stop that. And the, the dude stops. And mm-hmm. <laughs> like the next, next. But he pouts about it. Oh, yeah. Vishnor. This dude's name is. And, and she's Linnea's like, this woman is under my protection. No one is to take this woman. Yeah. And then Vishnu's like, aw, <laughs> scoffs. I want to. Well, and then Carter's like, no, no, it's a, it's all right. <laughs> yeah, I do. She was just trying to say like, I don't need your help. I can take care of myself. But she did come off as saying like, no, it's cool. No, no, no. And, <laughs> you don't, you've never read my diary. You don't know what I got, what I... <laughs> what I'm looking for. Well, yeah, that happens. And then everybody, and then they all disperse and the gay gang's just standing there. Yeah. And Lene is like, Hey, I know what it's like to be a woman here. And I was like, yeah, I guess you're the only one who does know what that's like, because you were literally you, the, the only, only woman one. in this prison. <laughs> I guess so we don't have to deal with the fact that anyone else is getting raped. And then, and then, but wait, as soon as Linnea walks away, O'Neill goes up to Carter and goes, you okay? Yeah. Like she stubbed her toe. Yeah. You're you're all right. You okay? He's really does. Maybe MacGyver's dialing it in this week. Oh yeah. 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 It's definitely meta. It's on, it's on several levels. Yeah. MacGyver didn't want to be working. O'Neill doesn't want to be working. I I barely wanted to watch the episode. (laughs) Like, (laughs) (laughs) I like this episode. Okay. Okay. Let's keep going. Well, so they're like, all right, well, there's a Stargate here. There's probably not a, there's not a phone to dial, but we need a power source anyway. So that's, that's our, that's our goal for this episode. Find a power source. Find a power source and figure out how to manually dial it. Yeah. Which I, I have questions about eventually Mm. about several things, but okay. Uh, well, as they're leaving, O'Neill goes straight into prison mode. He's, he's like, Tilk, look scary and take point. Right. And it takes him a minute to tell Jackson, but pretty quickly he's like, hey, trust me on this one. Doesn't tell him to remove his glasses, takes them off for him and hands them to him and says, you don't want to look weak in prison. Man, I don't, I don't know if Michael Shanks was dialing this one in too, because Daniel in this entire episode is kind of like, 
He just okay. seems like depressed. You know, know. maybe he's depressed because he's facing a lifetime in this terrible prison. Well, I mean, he, even on the planet, he was just sort of like, Ugh. and and well, and he uh, de- obvious and definitely like looks like it's like anxious. You know, yeah. like that he's in prison, you know, he's like the nerd who, who got his first attention. Like he yeah. doesn't know, he, 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 he's just, he's lost. And O'Neill's like, don't worry, I, I got you. I've been to prison. Yeah. <laughs> first things first, glasses off. Big, scary looking yeah. guy up front. He's Carter, like, you, you okay? Let's go. Carter, take your boobs off. <laughs> <laughs> we got to figure out the rules of this place. <laughs> yeah. And so they're off to look for a power source. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're walking, they're walking around. Dudes are just kind of hanging out. And I can say this for the design of this place. It's kind of chaotic looking, mm-hmm. you know, but yeah. it, def, it definitely sends signals to my brain that this place is rank. Like, That's true. It looks like, like it smells. Yeah. So kudos. Yeah. Kudos to the set design team. <laughs> I want to know how come... I would expect if all that they get sent into prison is gruel, then how come like nobody's naked? Like where are they getting? Cause they, what I get gather is they steal clothes from each other. Mm. Like that guy went for the boots and I, I just feel like surely like the lowest person on the totem pole has got to be like no clothes. Yeah. Apparently there's an endless supply of clothes and uh, uh, maybe possibly a, a limited supply of bowls. That's about yeah. the extent of, of everyone's possessions. Yeah. The bowls are weird, <laughs> but they're all, they're like a matching set. So that's cool. <laughs> that's true. It's like a pottery barn misstep. Yeah. 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 They're like, no, these weird pieces of rock bark shell looking shit they're going to be all the thing this year oh shit yeah that should have been a line that they sent out this is our hedante line of of classic (laughs) classic bowls yep and nobody wanted them perfect perfect for gruel yep off to spokane discount they went (laughs) if you if you're listening from spokane check out spokane discount oh there we go well, yeah. Okay. Well, so they so they split up just a little bit. Uh, Tilk and Daniel go to continue looking for a power source. O'Neill and Carter they find Linnea. Uh, that's the older woman. They find her office or something, right? And they have a little chat for Lair. I don't know. The, the, the only <laughs> the only real thing I took away from this scene was as they're talking. Linnea mentions the Great Circle, which is the yeah. Stargate, and then and when, basics and. And basics. And then when Sam starts explaining about the vortex, which everyone in prison apparently thinks will send them back through the gate. Instead, as Sam knows, it's just like a quantum blender that just mm-hmm. like destroys you. She's like, yeah, the, the Stargate. Da, 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 da. And then Linnea is like, so as you what you're saying is this Stargate. Yeah, like <laughs> she sounds like an alien on Earth who's like. I'm going to have some human, human, I mean, food. I'm going to have some food. <laughs> she, she's like, off a human plate. We, ca- I'm sorry, but we call it great circle here. And I just think that has a better ring to it. You know? Yeah. This yeah. Stargate. <laughs> she's overplaying it a little bit, right? But she's like, Stargate? <laughs> Barely figure out the words. And then she's like, yeah, I mean, I know they die, but like, 
whatever. I'm using it to keep control here. I'm ruling with hope because they're already scared. Yeah. So she was like, what? So what? And at this point, they don't hear that and go, I wonder if we should question her morality. They were just like, so you got something we want because you can make these plants have cold fusion. And uh, you got something we want, which is a way to use that power to get the fuck out of here. Right. So, yeah. So they they're going to strike up a deal. There's just a quick cut to the base. SG-1 stuff is returned via the rescue team, SG-3, from the planet. And apparently they met people or they went into the room and they were told about SG-1 apparently getting sentenced of, with something. And, got a question. Yeah. Got a quick question for the, the writers here. Wasn't SG-3 trespassing? Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay, cool. Continue. Well, the only the only real thing about this scene is just just like Hammond is like he's like, well, shucks, this has now become a diplomatic issue. Yeah, fuck, I don't like those as much as the other episodes. <laughs> so he he gets a a diplomatic officer. Well, yeah, we cut back to the the prison, and yeah, Nana shows her her cold fusion hobby, and yeah, as you said, it's like dropping putting droplets into a plant, mm-hmm. and then the plant gets all glowy. Well, and Sam, she starts geeking out, you know, and, and uh, like, we could power the whole earth with very, this is funny. She says we can power the whole earth with like hardly anything. And then O'Neill's like, well, can, will it power the gate? And she's like, hmm, maybe. <laughs> and I was just like, what? I mean, yes, <laughs> because there's a gate on earth and it takes less than all the earth's power to power that gate. So yes. Well, she's super excited about it. And she, in fact, she, and she starts like talking about it. And Linnea seems quite interested. And is like, how, how do you do it? How do you do it? She's like, Oh, let me start telling you. Yeah, She's so excited. (laughs) She's so excited. She becomes a terrible officer. (laughs) And O'Neill's like, yo, shut up. Mm -mm -mm. No, no, no. Deal's a deal. Yeah. Cut to to teal choking a dude. <laughs> With- For some reason, he's just like, I don't know. It's my friends have been in that room too long, so I'm going to maybe kill you. <laughs> I guess is the only reason. With just like just blase assuredness, you know. It's just like, yeah. Yeah, I just feel like that's so not teal. Teal isn't like, hey, for no reason, I'm gonna choke a guy out. I just assumed the dude tried something funny. No, because Teal'c is like, you better tell me where my friends are. They have been absent for too long. Blah, blah, blah. So, and then he stops because Carter and O'Neill come back from their meeting. Daniel's like, yeah, we didn't find anything, but, you know, I, I figured out that it's probably like 15,000 years old, this place, you know? Uh, yeah, way, way older than human civilization. And O'Neill's like, well, that's, that's not helpful because you see, I've been in prison. <laughs> and, and nobody cares. And nobody. <laughs> you know what it is? O'Neill is just waiting for someone to ask, "What did you do?" Oh yeah. Like, how come nobody's asking any follow-up questions? No, no, no one asks. No. <laughs> so rude and sad. It's all very sad. Poor O'Neill. Well, he's like, "Yeah, all right, guys. Well, so I think we found a power source, but uh, we made a deal with this woman, and we we might have to take her back with us." And Daniel does bring up, he's like, 
Yeah, like she seems to be in charge here. Like she might, you know. Be yeah, happy. I notice people are scared of her. So do we know why she's in? And do we actually want to take someone like right. that back with us? Uh, but Sam, Sam's like, well, why are we here? Yeah. Therefore, like, which is kind of a weird generalization that just because we shouldn't be in prison means none of these people should be in prison. Yeah. Like maybe every because everyone just helped the random dude in the forest. Like right? walk. when she goes, well, why are we here? And O'Neill's like jaywalking, I think, nice. which actually I liked quite a bit because, um, you know, a lot of people are harassed and arrested for jaywalking and booked dumb shit like that public disruption or, you know, but you have to be certain people. Well, yeah, as we're talking, the gate opens and uh, a bunch of dudes start rolling up with the, with the half pipe. <laughs> oh yeah. So gross. This looks like the worst. It looks like, um, like cream of wheat, but they make one called cream of rice. And like, maybe they put some glycerin in it too or something. It's so disgusting. This, th- th- this is the takeaway of this episode is this image for me. And I'm never going to look at the vertical watering hole the same way again. <laughs> Because I've never seen, I've never seen a big white ropey stream coming through it. <laughs> it's, <disgusting. laughs> it's just disgusting. Just a huge load of white goo. Just yeah, disgusting seepage. It's just. <laughs> Who are those aliens on the other side of that gate? My goodness, they're not having a fun time either. They're. I think someone is. <laughs> well, yeah i guess this is dinner dude i guess breakfast lunch it's full and of dinner. protein it's full of protein breakfast of champions yeah everything everything a growing growing man needs um i hope that alien eats pineapple <laughs> <laughs> are you not familiar tori mm. with the notion that eating a lot of pineapple makes uh semen taste better no i was not familiar with that no I don't know if that's true. No, but it's a whole, it's a whole thing. It's that's a whole there. <laughs> that sounds like something that, uh, the cap, no cap, uh, uh. TikTok <laughs> crew need to figure out. Hilarious. One of them has to eat the pineapple. <laughs> hey guys. And then one of them, one of them has to be, <laughs> be the decider. <laughs> Yeah, well, so, yeah, Vishnu rolls in. Uh, he hands a bowl to Linnea. She gets to eat first. He gets to eat second. And then everyone else gets to... So the pecking order is basically, you know, one person and then another person and then everybody else. I mean, right, it's... except for the end of the pecking order is the gate gang because he has said, you guys eat last. Oh, right, right, right. Okay, so four tiers. <laughs> so, yeah, and the guy, the guy who's been trying to, like, make friends with them the whole time, offering him gifts. Oh, like, yeah, 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 the, yeah. He's He offers that he's the one who invites him over, off, tries to offer him food. They're dicks to this guy. They are kind of dicks to this guy. And they yeah. leave him behind. That's when true. They escape. And I'm like, hey. They do. They they leave everybody behind. I know. And they're just like, Welp. Oh well. <laughs> and I'm like, they could have invited this guy. Yeah, that's true. And I thought that there would be some payoff with that dude, but there's not yeah. really. Nope. Yeah. We uh we cut back to Linnea's office and and Sam and Sam rolls in and she she asks about her crime or how she got in here. 
Mm-hmm. And Linnea talks about an experiment that happened that she volunteered to help with a plague of some kind. And so she tried this thing out and it cure everybody. Yeah. And it basically made things worse, I guess. It's basically the, uh, it's the anti-vax conspiracy of the (laughs) Pfizer vax killing people actually being true, I guess. Yeah. Basically she's, well, she's actually like the person who invented COVID on this planet, but instead but Sam is so eager for her to be a good person so that they don't have to have a moral quandary about what whether or not to get out of there themselves by taking her out that she goes, she starts filling in the story for Linnea. Linnea is like, <laughs> yeah, then I tried to help and it didn't work. And Sam's like, oh, no. And they blamed you. How unfair. And I, I'm just like, bitch, shut up and let her finish. <laughs> That's true. Well, and well, yeah, she says that. And, and, and then Linnea's like, no, no, I take responsibilities for my actions. Anyway, uh, I need to br- I need to break out of prison. <laughs> yeah. Sam's like, so you're saying you take responsibility. Cool. Well, and then yeah, and Lana's like, well, yeah, so yeah, we, we got to figure out how to do this because, you know, Vishnor, you know, he's gonna get a crew together. He's gonna try to kill you at some point. And yeah, you guys have thrown off the balance of power because you brought like the tough guy with you. And O'Neill's and O'Neill knows he's like, I, yeah, I, I get it. I've, you, if I haven't told you yet, I've been to prison. <laughs> yeah. So nothing's going to surprise me. <laughs> I'm like, well then tell everybody else because Daniel gets blindsided by getting jumped later. Yeah. Cause he's got no glasses on. Yeah. Be literally blindsided. <laughs> <laughs> and all he's doing. So it, it, becomes clear it's weird nobody does this at mealtime they only do it when another prisoner is coming through <laughs> um but they uh stand in front of the gate they're hoping to escape by getting sucked through the vortex and um daniel tries to stop them he, he runs in front of them right in where the where the quantum blender is going to show up be dangerous yeah 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 very, very, yeah very dangerous but they don't worry because they life-savingly throw them the fuck out of the way. Yeah, salvation. Yeah, witness me. He needs his glasses. He can't. <laughs> no, he can't, I can't witness shit. <laughs> so then he gets yeah. So he gets jumped by what's his name? Vishnor. Vishnor, yeah. Vishnor, and uh, Vishnor has immediately got him like in a hold, which turns into a like a chokehold. And then for some reason, someone also jumps O'Neill. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, 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 yeah, the whole group starts rolls in. Sam- but nobody jumps Sam because she's protected. Well, well, yeah, she's trying to get in there, but they won't let her, you know? But right, yeah, they're not right, like, right. yeah. And women got to stick together. I'll say that. I'll say whatever Linnea is guilty of, it's not being a weak sister. <laughs> so that's good. Um and then I don't know. Teal's just off wandering yeah, around. Yeah, yeah, he's he's just chilling. <laughs> so Sam's like Teal, Teal, and he's like, what, "Huh? I was just going for a walk. This place is really interesting." So, yeah, he comes back. Linnea does. So Daniel's about to die, and Linnea's got a weird device on her hand that yeah, nobody yeah. sees her hold up. Yeah, that kills Vishnor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It gives him a stroke or something. I don't know. Or an yeah. embolism. I don't know. At which point then Teal also is able to help O'Neill beat his attacker. Yeah. And everyone's like, 
there's a lot of questions like, you know, Jackson's like, I don't remember getting the upper hand. And Sam's like, yeah, I don't remember you getting the upper hand either. And O'Neill's like, I wasn't watching, but I doubt you fucking won that fight. And <laughs> cause come on. And then, then nobody speaks of it. They're just like, huh, weird. And let it go. They ask Linnea what happened. She's like, your friend prevailed. Don't know. <laughs> they're, they're, they're like, no, they're like one. We saw what happened. We don't need glasses like Daniel. We, we could right. see it with our own eyes. And two, it's Daniel. And that dude was like seven feet tall. Right. And so, <laughs> but again, they're pretty desperate to get out of there. And Sam is like, just rubbing her hands together over the excitement of maybe having a cold fusion device. So they're just like, okay, well, if you say so, Daniel prevailed. <laughs> so anyway, let's move on to our plan. Although th- th- this is funny because when Daniel wakes up and he's like, what, what happened? Uh, o- O'Neill drops down to him and he's like, you want to fight Danny boy. And it's funny because <laughs> the, I, I had subtitles on and the subtitle said parentheses in an Irish accent. <laughs> he did say it in an Irish accent. D- did he? I, I yes. didn't hear shit. I mean, he wasn't like being a cartoon leprechaun. It was it was a mild I- Irish accent, but it wasn't. I, j- I just wish subtitles can give more metatextual content. Like instead it would mm-hmm. say parentheses MacGyver trying to do an Irish accent <laughs> yeah. on parentheses. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, I think it'd behoove us to, to cut to Hammond's B plot just real quick yeah. because, oh yeah, diplomacy interspersed. Yeah. Cause interspersed with this, all of this is Hammond. He's major Kovacek has been there and come back and he's like, yeah, they, they broke the law there. I don't know what you want to do. Hammond. I know Kovacek is like, I mean, the truth is they're willing to have, they've got a lot of technology and they're willing to have diplomatic relations with us. I think we got to let SG one go. Yeah. Yeah. Lost cause the major of SG three just wants to roll in guns blazing. He's like, we can be there and we'll be, just say the word general. Mm-hmm. And, and, Ham, and Hammond's like, no, you've got, you've got a date with PL two nine seven tomorrow. So get some sleep major. Yeah. Go do some boring shit. I'll tell them we mean business. Yeah. He's like, you know what? I'm going to go myself. All right, Hammond. All right. So yeah, so he I think the first time I think that that Hammond's been through like he suits up, he looks kind of like a toddler mm-hmm. in adult uniform. Um, but he he's ready to go th- go through the the gate. And he demonstrates a wee bit of nerves. Well, yeah, it's 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 first it's just, he's been watching other people go this whole time. He's never done it himself. Kovacek gives him some pointers. He says the things I do for these people. And I'm like, yeah, you order them through this fucking all the time. nightmare every day so <sighs> but he does you know he does get in the room with the spotlight and he does offer to trade places with sg1 oh yeah no i i love hammond in this episode yeah he's he really he he's a good stand-up general daddy in this scene i'll sacrifice for my kiddos yeah, exactly. And then the thing, this part doesn't make sense. So he's like, hey, I ordered them to do what they were doing. So I'm guilty. And the other guy is like very lawyerly about it. He's Cut like, that. this is Cut in that. no way, this is in no way an admission of guilt. <laughs> and he's like, by saying responsible, he doesn't mean he's he's guilty. And he's like, yeah, no, I do. I'm guilty. 
mm-hmm, guilty here, which is really reckless. And then um, it, so he says, you know, take me instead of them because I ordered them to do it. And they're like, did you order that him to aid and abet a murderer? And he's like, well, no. And they're like, OK, well, then you're not guilty. Fuck off. But what about he did order them to trespass? Yeah, I guess that that was a throwaway line by the by the first voice. Like they they were just they're just like also trespassing. That was a warning shot. But That's they should have just maybe left that part out. <laughs> it was it was a new Taldor. It was a new yeah. judge, the 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 newest Supreme Court member. They don't know the rope shit. Yeah. He was probably drunk or, you know, <laughs> at church and yeah. missed the memo. Drunk and at church. Drunk at church and just really, really trying to slash women's rights. So <laughs> missed fully the memo. Yeah, jaywalking. That- yeah. That we don't send people there for don't do that jaywalking anymore. I mean, it's life sentences for pretty much everything for else. Jaywalking is just a warning, dude. You know, the the trespassing is no big. We decided, (laughs) like anyone can be there. Yeah, Hammond. But he so so after that, he's like, all right, well, look, this is an act of war. I'm telling you right now, he plays hardball. He's like, that's 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 it. So you choose. And so what's interesting is he says this is an act of war and they don't go, okay. And then bomb earth to oblivion, which I suppose they can. They just go, okay, bye. And that's that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And we, and, and a nuke, it doesn't get sent through either. <laughs> oh, we forgot to talk about when the time that Daniel gets and gets beaten up. Right a guy gets thrown in a guy who's been sentenced gets thrown through in the wormhole into the prison and he's blind. Well, yeah, yeah. This, this, this dude gets thrown in by someone. It's evident he can't see by the way. And yet nobody tries to take anything from him or beat the shit out of him, which this is pretty rough and tumble place. Well, well, yeah. Well, cause we, we immediately go to the Linnea's office where they're, where they're all talking about the plan and this dude's in there. <laughs> Yeah, this dude just like finds his way to the leader into the meeting. Like, yeah. And she she's like, this is going to hurt like hell, but I can make you not be blind. <laughs> and then he's like, cool. I don't know you. Please pour whatever you want in my eyes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've never. Unlike this guy, I've never been to prison before, so it's probably going to be fine. Which guy? And That's O'Neill. Which guy? Which guy? Oh, oh. oh O'Neill. O'Neill. Oh, yeah. 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 Inmate O'Neill. The hard, the hard knocks. Yeah. Ooh, he's 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 done everything <laughs> tough you can do. He's he's jumped motorcycles over buses. You name it. He's done it. So, yeah. So this guy can see real fast. It takes like no time at all. Just a couple drops of her. Yeah. I could use some of those drops because I, I wear glasses now and I don't like it. Well, yeah, it's a sign of weakness, I guess. Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm a woman and I wear glasses. What's what chance would I stand in that place? Anyways, like, so he looks up and sees Linnea and like loses his shit. Yeah. Freaks out and goes running from the room. (laughs) And she acts like nothing happened. And O'Neill's like, no, not very grateful. Mark, mark. But they're so needing her to be a good person that they're like, well, that was weird. Anyway. Anyway, 
the, Let's move on with the plan. What's the plan? Well, yeah, and, they, and they've been trying to, and Daniel's been trying to think of a place. So their plan is that they can't go back to the base because the metal anus is going to be closed because they have no radio transmitters. So they got to go somewhere else first. Right. And so Daniel's just on the ground, like using a stick to move pine needles around. <laughs> and he's like just naming places that won't work. Like, well, not Chulak. That's out. They're not telling us why they can't go to these places. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> They're just letting us know they can't. I mean, don't so, they don't they have bases and all these places? Don't they have astronomical observatories already built and condos already built? Yeah, they're all colonizing these? all over the place. They should be place. good wherever they go. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. So we don't know why these places are ruled out. We just know that O'Neill's like, well, you better come up with a place. Daniel's like, no. <laughs> oh, this is from before, I guess, because then later Daniel's like, at when he's waking up, so this was before the fight. Yeah, yeah. And when Daniel's waking up and O'Neill's done like a quasi Irish accent at him. <laughs> Jackson's like, we should go to P 56 H 97 or whatever. And because, um, well, because we were, yeah, because we were just in a briefing and we heard that SG three was going to be there. They've got so a date. Could, yeah. And, O'Neill's like, you just figured this out. And he's like, no, I figured it out when I was suffocating. And I'm like, well, you were all in the goddamn briefing. <laughs> so anyway. Dan Daniel's like, no, I was, I was thinking, I was figuring that out when I was suffocating, but then somehow won the fight. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> but I also am Daniel Jackson. So I have a directory of all of the gate addresses in my head, including where SG3 is going. Okay. All right. All right. So don't worry about it. I'm going to be able to dial this. You know, we don't have a dial home device. Right. Right. Well, so and they, they decide to do it uh, after breakfast, I guess, because because right. no one will be like hanging around, I guess, because they don't want anyone else to know. <laughs> I know. Like nobody's, do they think someone, nobody's going to stop them. They're all just going to get out too. I, which I guess they don't want or... I mean, you would think they could help them out and then give them all sort of new trials or something. Maybe what it could be is that they're scared that, you know, some of the people will try to try to, in, in essence, kill themselves again by standing in the vortex area. Oh, Maybe they're trying to save people hurts. from doing that. I don't I don't know. Yeah, they, I mean, they. I feel like everyone speaks English, so that's convenient. They could just tell everyone. <laughs> Yeah. Well, yeah. So they, so uh, breakfast time comes, uh, everyone comes back in the seepage happens again, the delicious gruel, but mm -hmm. no one, no one's going for it because now Daniel ropes is, and ropes of gruel. is now top dog or second top dog Yeah, because he yep. killed Vishnor. <laughs> right. So everyone's like, I mean, we all saw it. It was weird, but he did win. So he's in charge. So he serves Linnea. Yeah. And then everyone else has to get in. And he's like, no, no, no. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. My friends go next, motherfucker. Gate gang and there are second dibs. I like how Teal walks up with the bowl, looks <laughs> in at the girl, and just walks away with an empty bowl. Sam is like gracious. She's like, cool, thanks. <laughs> and O'Neill's like, um, thanks. It's, but it's like Daniel's like, you've been telling me to act like I'm in jail. Yeah. Yeah. So. These are the rules. No, yeah. he's just pissed that the 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 Daniel's above him now. Oh, I'm sure. So he's like, I I know the rules. I know. 
Like, how are you doing good at this? I'm the one who's been to prison. You learned really quick, Danny boy. So stupid and funny. <laughs> so everybody gets their gruel and they leave and then they start decorating for the big dance <laughs> by wrapping garlands around the gate. <laughs> and then Linnea gets out her essential oil dropper, drops some, some special oil, all purpose oil on, on this plant and it starts to glow and it starts to go up the garlands. And then they say they're going to dial home manually. And I, I mean, I guess they can do that. So I don't know why they're ever worried about not having a dial home device. Yeah, that, 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 that is true. Yeah. So they're making all this noise and generating all this power and they draw very little attention because everybody's like, "Mm, this gruel is delish. I think there's pineapple in this one this time. (laughs) Also (laughs) earlier we found out that Linnea has like flavoring to make the gruel taste way oh, better. Oh, yeah, but she's not sharing that she with anybody else. She doesn't share that with everybody. I'm like, that's how you get some fucking power. <laughs> Just a little bit of salt. Yeah. Some essential little, oil. She's the only one who seasons her food. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, so they're doing this. Simeon uh, kind of goes in and sees them doing it. And also the dude who tries to befriend them, he 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 kind of rolls in and sees it as it's Who's happening. Simeon? Is Simeon the blind oh, the, guy? Yeah, the former blind man. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, so Linnea and the gang walk through, and the one dude who was trying to befriend them, he's like, "Everyone, everyone, escape, escape, let's go." But he hesitates like a little bitch. Oh. Well, he's trying. He's trying to help everybody else leave. But he could have like. He's the only good sooner. person. That's true. I can't <laughs> believe they left him. Simeon's able to get in because he goes immediately, he dives in right after. Because he doesn't wait so long. Yeah. And we see them getting back to SGC and they're explaining how they did it, blah, blah, blah. And this is our friend and she she should have quarters and she should go to the infirmary with us and we should tell her everything. Well, it's kind of funny because Hammond's like, well, where, hey, where you been? I've been like, where? He's just scolding him. He's like, I've been doing a lot of work. I've been up all night. I went through Your the Your mother gate. is worried sick. Well, yeah. And then Carter's like, oh, we have a friend. Can she stay with us, General Daddy? She's got cool toys. Can she have access to like our top secret computer system? <laughs> Would that be all right? Because I'm going to do it anyway. Because she's my new friend and I want to impress her. I don't want her to think I'm lame and go home. Hammond's like, yeah, maybe. For now, yeah. let's be brief. But yeah, but then it cuts immediately to Carter and Linnea in the medical medical room. Yeah, this is weird. Can I just say this is weird? Because he told everyone that they had to go to the infirmary and then they would debrief. But then he's debriefing with O'Neill and Jackson and Teal, right? Mm-hmm. And then it's just Carter and Linnea are actually still in the infirmary. And and not Dr. Frazier. Yeah, boy, she was a want. She was a boring. She was a dead, huh, Tori? Oh, well, I mean, I mean, relatively speaking, yes. She's no Dr. Frazier. She didn't put she any, was fine. Any, she just said her lines like she was made of cardboard. She didn't put any sauce on that. Uh, you're right. Yeah, she just lets you know that Dr. Frazier is good. <laughs> she deserves to always be a special guest star. 
Well, yeah, Car- Carter shows Linnea her the IBM 486 computer that they have in the medical yeah. room. And, and Linnea's <laughs> like, so where do you ha- keep all this information you're telling me about? Like she's everything. Like, it's all, she's like, it's all right here. Can you make graphics of the basics? Yeah, we have basic on this computer. Yes, C++. <laughs> we, can do, we can do graphics, 256 colors. It's... So you can rotate them and stuff. It's so cool. Oh, and also bring the entire base down as well. You can also do that. Yeah. You can like reprogram the whole thing from this um from this, this one medical computer, computer that's this tied into usually, everything else. Yeah. Yeah. Usually we just use it for electronic medical records, but sure. <laughs> well, yeah, as this is happening, they're de- they're debriefing in the office. Simeon rolls in because the the SG3 found them just hanging mm-hmm. out. He's their prisoner. Oh God, from one prison to the next. But he's oh. like, he's like, yeah, no, uh, I for, I decided not to tell you before, but uh, yeah, that woman, she, we we know her as the destroyer of worlds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, the whole plague thing that that she talked about. Yeah, no, she start she was started that whole fucking thing. Right. Apparently, she that's did what it she on do. purpose. She built COVID. She wiped out half our planet. And so, yeah, so as, as Linnea's, as we're watching Linnea, like just do shit and Sam's like beaming over her shoulder, she's like, yeah, all right. Well, uh, thanks. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, you've been real helpful. Won't, I will not forget how helpful you've been. <laughs> she brings up her hand device, knocking out Carter and not Frazier. Mm-hmm. And yeah, she's the villain. Who'd have thought that the right? person in charge of the prison somehow. Yeah. Yeah, no shit. Just not, not all rose petals. Not a sweet, just a sweet old medicine woman. <laughs> medicine woman. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so instead of radioing down to like whatever airmen or SFs happen to be around, Hammond's like, I'm going to go confront this bitch myself. And so he's like storming down the hallway to go get her. And then we get the alert that something's going on in the gate room. There's a gate world act. There's a gate world off world. There's a gate activation. Yeah. And the great circle is opening. We have a pretty typical scene in the control room. Um, glasses still isn't still isn't glasses there. isn't there either. And, you I'm know, pretty typical scene where it's like we're locked out. We'll get us unlocked out. The door is sealed. We'll get it unsealed. Self-destruct countdown. Self-destruct is on. Get that off. And like, they've only got four seconds. There's no time to do anything. There's, like she's gone through the gate. So they're just like, whoa, 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 what? Yeah. She only gave him 10 seconds. That's hey, Linnea. I don't know if you got the memo. Right. You know, it's 24. Yeah. Give him just a little bit more time. So she, she has reprogrammed the whole computer. And so everything, now everything, everything well, from so that shitty computer. I know. Room. And what's funny is Jackson can remember like all these gate addresses without even trying like where SG3 is going. But when it comes to like, oh, we've got to redial where Linnea went immediately the whole, and then the whole computer shuts down. And that means they've lost that gate address. But I'm like, well, but Daniel can memorize all of them just without trying. So we'll just ask him. But that's not what happens. We're just like, well, guess we can't follow her. Well, not to mention that, yeah, they have video of the Stargate at all times and they can just look where the Chevrons are locked. Nope, nope, (laughs) nope. Nothing to be done. 
<laughs> well, yeah. Well, so she, yeah, Linnea walks through and then the last thing is, uh, there's a met that she, apparently she, she wrote a message on Microsoft note <laughs> of windows 95. <laughs> it was a big prank. The whole thing was a big prank because there was no, just d- d- the self-destruct didn't happen. It was a prank. Oh yeah. 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 yeah hilarious <laughs> and the notes just like thank thank you thank you especially thank you carter especially carter thank you thank you for your kindness we're even and then the episode ends i was like oh shit which i guess just tells us like the reason she didn't destroy earth was because carter was so nice to her <laughs> or the reason why she didn't destroy the base yeah i had, i had thought that like yeah like she was doing like she was doing something in the computer, I was like, yeah, I mean, if it's doing all this shit, why not just like pro- make a virus while you're at it or something? But it probably she, she didn't have enough time. She's just trying to get out of there and mm-hmm. got to find a world, some worlds to destroy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Like she's it. a real, she's terrible. Like she created the plague, let it kill half the people, and then was like, I can cure it for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like she's got some real fucked up stuff going on in Just her like head. Fauci. Just like Dr. Fauci. Have you heard? <laughs> Are you woke? Wake up. What is it? What is it they say? Open your take eyes. Take the red take the red pill. Yeah. Take, take the red pill. Anyway, that's that's the end. That's the end of the episode. Cliff sort of a cliffhanger. Sort of. So Tori. Yeah. I was just wondering, were you comforted by this episode? Mm. Uh, no, absolutely not. I did not like this episode one bit. Say, say more. I mean, I, there's nothing else much else to say. I just didn't like it. I wasn't entertained. I just, I'm also not in the best state of mind, I suppose. So I, yeah. it, it just wasn't, I just wasn't. Yeah. The, the being comforted is a tall order this week. I mean, I kind of, I kind of dig the fact that it is kind of cliffhangery because at the beginning I thought it, it felt very like episode of the week, you know, mm-hmm, at mm-hmm. the beginning. But uh, I suppose it got a little better, and and I like that they they left a trail. Right there's some intrigue. What what? Yeah, what, I hope we bit. see her again, kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, I suppose so. Like we did a bad thing because they're like, "Fuck, we let her out." Well, uh, what about you, Sarah? Were you comforted by this episode? Mm-hmm. Yes, I was. Um, so what do I like about it? I mean, it was kind of like a Star Trek episode, but I enjoyed that they were able to just be like more morality and like taking the high ground would be hella inconvenient right now. So we're not gonna, we're just gonna oopsie now and say oopsie later. And uh, we need to get the fuck out of here. That's our top priority. We don't give a shit about anything else. Whereas (laughs) Star Trek, they would have had to find a way out where they wouldn't, they would have discovered the thing about Linnea before escaping. Mm. And they would have had to come up with a complicated plot that Linnea would then try to thwart because she would become their enemy. And then they would still make it out, which actually, I guess, would make a better show. So am I, I don't know, but I kind of just enjoyed that we didn't have to go through all that. Yeah, no, I get you. It was, it was a very simple episode. Yeah. In a lot of ways, and I, which is, which is I, cool. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I like, I like lady villain. Lady villain's cool. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. Well, yeah, Bo- I mean, Bonnie Bartlett. Man. Talk about equality. I'm tired of like only men can be sociopaths. 
anyone can be a sociopath, even like someone's baby. They don't know yet. So <laughs> good luck. And what do you think of Beth's baby? I think he's a sociopath. They're a sociopath. Um, yeah. So yeah, okay. I, I enjoyed right. it. And I was surprised because I've already seen it, you know, mm. and I'm going back and I was like, oh, this one. I remember this one, but then I was like, yeah, I'm enjoying this. So hey, Tori. Yeah. Do you have a yay, met and nay? Mm. Like who you want to be, who you, I guess I could be them and no fucking way do I want to be them. Yeah. Yes. Yes, I do. Uh, my yeah, who I'd like to be is Hammond in this episode. I think he puts on his big boy pants and uh, plays some hardball. I think he, I think he does his generaling pretty well. And, and I feel that, yeah, if SG1 wasn't brought back, he was going to, he was going to throw down the hammer. It might be wishful thinking, but uh, I, th- I think I, I liked Hammond's parts in this episode. My ne, who I would not like to be, is pretty much anyone who had to eat the vertical water watering hole anal seepage. So pretty much everybody. <laughs> <laughs> or just the seepage itself. Yeah. No, thank you. And my meh is the doctor that wasn't Dr. Frazier and the operator that wasn't Glasses. Because right. they, they were fine, but they're no, you know. My yeah would be, is his name Simeon? Like yeah. a primate? Yeah. Okay. Would be Simeon because what a great turnaround for his day. <laughs> he was so hungry he had to steal bread. He was sentenced to a lifetime in a shitty prison with shitty people. Yeah. Then he suddenly got his sight back. Got the sight back. And then also now he's on earth. Yeah. I mean, considering his situation before, like, holy shit, what a day this man has had. It's Life only gone up. Changing. <laughs> so I definitely want to be that guy. Nice. My meh would be, I guess it'd be Sam, because boy, I bet she feels like shit. Mm. more than anybody else mm. mm-hmm. she got mm. played and she she played herself i mean come on and then my meh would be hmm sorry i didn't pre-think about this i guess the aliens with the bad justice system and also bad social supports for their society i mean like, they make they make great looking empty rooms their, yeah, their lighting they, design is pretty sweet. <laughs> the blind man was starving, and so they sent him to prison forever. Yeah, yeah. That. They're, they're, they're certainly lacking in uh, justice systems. But they, they're probably doing fine other than having, you know, being part, driving a shitty system. So <laughs> that's kind of like me okay. now in a way. So I would just say that's my myth. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. Okay. Well, sweet. Well, do you, want, do you want to hear about next week? Yeah. What do we, what do we got on the docket for next week, Sarah? All right. We have Stargate SG one season two, episode four, the gamekeeper from July 17th, 1998, exploring a strange and beautiful garden. 
SG-1 comes across a dome containing a race that are connected to machines. The team are captured by the machines and rendered unconscious, but awake to find themselves reliving pivotal moments of their lives over and over again. Then they discover it is virtual reality and a mysterious keeper appears to persuade them to try different outcomes for the moments. But can the team escape his clutches when they don't know what is real and what is not? I fucking don't want to watch this again. (laughs) Well, because the over and over thing is true. Oh, okay. Great. But I've already seen it over and over again. So it's really, that's that kind of episode is interesting to watch the first time. (laughs) But tedious to rewatch. Yeah. (laughs) I've done it to myself, so Mm -hmm. I will rewatch it. Um, Come try a. Oh, come try a. Let's pretend we've finished reading that book on how to make a podcast and we've read the part about monetizing it. Come try a moxie soda i don't know moxie soda tell me about you know what i'm mad because in spokane at the ace hardware they actually carry moxie cola and i was like oh i should buy a couple of those but i was pretty tired that day so i was just like eh, who has the energy to pick two bottles of moxie up and now you got no moxie now i got no moxie (laughs) as you can tell i thought it was just because i was sitting in a, a womb chair that causes you to kind of recline so yeah, it's probably the lack of cola. Moxie cola. Moxie cola. Get your moxie back. If you've stuck around this long, you win being present for a segment called Get to Know Your Host. We're going to answer a weird question from a couples therapy deck, and uh, then you'll you get to know us like that. You'll take the red pill or the blue pill from our hands after you listen to this segment. Yeah, because you'll be like, I know those guys. Oh, Jesus Christ. I hate this. Fuck. All right, Tori. Yeah. <laughs> what does your five-year plan look like? <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever... Have you ever had a five-year plan? <laughs> have you ever looked at, have, have, have you seen photos that were taken a few years ago of uh, that black hole? The, f- oh, the first photos ever taken of a, of a black hole in, uh, in the human, the span of human civilization, where no. it's just sort of a dark blob with some faint light at the edges. It's not really much of anything. It's just sort of a pixelated void. I haven't. That's what my five-year plan looks like. Because that's exactly. what the question asks. What does it look like? Oh, I like that. <laughs> Not what it was, what it is, but what it Get looks literal. like. And that's Get about literal. what it that's about what it looks like. Yeah. All right. That's cool. I stopped um having five-year plans when I realized that looking back in every chunk of five years, it hadn't mattered what I thought my plan was. None of that shit ever happens anyway. And uh, I wouldn't have a five-year plan now because I'm pretty sure the world is ending. <laughs> so I'm not going to waste my time making a plan. I, I don't know. Like, if I'm lucky, I'll still live with uh, this husband and these two great dogs. And 
pretty bummed out, but pretty comfortable at the same time. What's better than that? I do. I do have one thing that, 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 that I feel like I've, I've, I've thrown the line out in to five years from now being around season nine of Stargate SG one <laughs> SG fun, a comfort podcast. That'll be about five years from now. You know, oh. we'll, we'll just start Stargate Atlantis or something. You know what show we should have done? Wife swap. <laughs> God, that show's fucking wild. I will say, oh my God, did I tell you this ever? The one of the I used to be great at job interviews. Like if I could get the interview, I could get the job. But yeah, I believe that. I interviewed, oh thanks. I interviewed for a part-time social worker position at Harborview, mm. which is part of like it's actually part of getting into the UW medical system, like, which is hard to get into the UW as an employee, but I was burnt out and I did not want the job anyway. So I just went to see if maybe I would be interested, but they asked their questions were so stale. And one of the questions they asked me, okay, they asked me, what do you, what do you think sets you apart and above our other candidates? And I looked at them and I said, well, I don't know anything about the other candidates, <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> but I presume if you're taking the time to interview them, they're pretty good. Oh shit. And then they said, well, where do you see yourself in five years? And I said the same thing I just said to you. <laughs> also, I, similarly, I just said, oh, I've learned that I can't predict my future. So I don't have a five-year plan. And I think it's really dumb because I know the right answers to those questions, but I just couldn't believe anyone was still asking those questions. Like, I think they probably even asked me like, what's your weakness? So that I could be like working too hard, you know, oh, yeah. I'm a five-year plan working here. Uh, <laughs> you know, what sets me apart? I'm a hard worker. Yeah. Although what, like, what, what, what is a, what, what is a, an answer that you're looking for when you ask what's your five-year plan is the, is the good answer to that question simply that you have one? No, I think, I think that it's to talk about developing professionally and continuing to hone your skills in that particular type of job and profession and maybe suggesting like, um, while I haven't been focused on ER work in the past or case management work in the past, I think that I have the skill set necessary to quickly fold into it. But I see where I also have room to grow. So my five-year plan would include enhancing that skill set and going to trainings and learning from my peers in a way that would really just make me a better and better and better part of this team so I could contribute more. So if I, if they had asked me that question and, and I was like, uh, you know, I'd like to take, you know, four swings off my golf game in five years, <laughs> like, no, like that's, that's a, that's a good plan for, that's a, that, that's a, that's a goal. That's a goal. Are you, you interviewing to be a golf pro? No, no, no. This is something totally caddy? different. But no, if that was my, no. if that was my answer, they wouldn't like that. Would they? <laughs> what if I'd said, hmm, to, I guess to be alive, I'm still ambivalent. That probably wouldn't have been good either. <laughs> All right. Well, now, now, now you know us like that, listeners. I guess, yeah. That uh, that that wraps up this episode. Yeah. Everyone, uh, 
come and check us out at the seventh symbol.com. You can listen to uh, past episodes. You can also listen to us on most major podcasting apps, Apple, Google play, Spotify, etc. Please. Um, and when you're there, please pretend you're our supervisor. Yeah. But you're our friend recommending us and give us a good review. Yeah. You know, go ahead and don't even bother with our fake weaknesses. Just say what go-getters we are, whatever shit. <laughs> Five stars worth of awesome. Uh, <laughs> um, always feel free to be the first one to email us at mm-hmm. verticalwateringhole at gmail.com mm-hmm. or to leave a voicemail at 425-610-6554. This is where you can have private conversations, sort no, of one way, pri- private messages to us. Let us know how we're doing. It's, yeah. Yeah. And, it, or how you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Let, let us, us know let how us, you're doing. Let us know what's up. Are you comforted? I genuinely, I give a shit. Yeah. Let us know if you've been comforted by, or, or, or opposite made uncomfortable by um your show is given me anxiety <laughs> particularly this week's episode let us know if that made you uncomfortable there was plenty of things that probably did i was or fine and then i clicked on your show <laughs> and then you guys depressed me and then you grossed me out i am gonna eat more pineapple though i had had seepage and had just gotten rid of it and you know what it just came back because of you guys. <laughs> I mean, your sea bitch is not gross. It's just just part of your, part, your meat avatar. Yeah. Yeah. We all have gross meat avatars. They all do disgusting things. So eat pineapple. Yeah. Listen to our show. Give us five stars. And, and then let us know if you're okay. Yeah. If you want to. <laughs> See you next time at the vertical watering hole. Bye. Bye.